My name's Brandon Staub. And I'm Brad O'Connell. Welcome to In Dispute Podcast, where we discuss hot-button issues in the Christian church. We're learning to listen to the Bible instead of our emotions, and we invite you to learn with us. Our hope is that these raw conversations would help lead us to truth and bring us closer to the mind and heart of God. Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, In Dispute podcast. And we are doing our second part of our conversation on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to dive a little bit deeper this week, get into some uh, more specific questions that um, we typically hear about the Sabbath, people ask about the Sabbath. And um, could get a little uncomfortable as we we start talking about some of this stuff, um, and and just kind of like a full disclosure thing from the very beginning is me and Brad are still wrestling with some of these questions. We definitely don't have all the answers um, to these questions. Right. So um, as we're chatting, we're, we're wrestling with with this stuff as well. And um, so we just uh, we we don't want to come into this this discussion um, seeming like we have all the answers because um, we definitely don't. But we are going to tell you what we do know and uh, wrestle wrestle through some of these questions, and and hopefully we'll get some dialogue started here with with you, the listeners, to to jump in and. Um, give us your input too. So, um, the first thing that I wanted to hit on, and um, I, I, I hit on this last week, so I'm not going to spend so much time on it, but I just want, wanted to kind of mention this again, just to, I th- because I think it goes with, with the, the topics that we're going to be s- discussing this week with Sabbath. Um, is a lot of people say that the Sabbath is not meant for us today, um, or um, it, it was just meant for the Jews. And in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, it says that God made the Sabbath for man. And that word man there in the Greek is anthropos or anthropos i'm not i don't speak greek so i could be butchering that pronunciation um but that anthropos uh is uh means all mankind so not just the jews and that anthropos word is actually where we we get the 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 word anthropology which would be the study of mankind so what, what Jesus is saying here is that the Sabbath was made for all mankind, not just for the Jews. Um, let's just say that it was meant for just all, just the Jews. Um, even though I'm not a Jew, uh, Brad, you're not a Jew. Uh-huh. Um, by blood, we're not Jews, but... The Bible does say that all believers are the children of God and mentions that we are grafted into God's fa- God's family. Um, so the Sabbath 
is for all of us, not just the Jews. Um, it's for all mankind, everyone across the board. Um, there's no getting out of it. <laughs> um, so that's... Well, I was going to say, while you're in the Gospels, um, in Luke 4, 16, we see that Jesus went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day to read, as was his custom. So Jesus himself, there again, is keeping up with the Sabbath. And it was a, it was a customary act for him. It was something that he just did. It was, you know, it was part of his lifestyle. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, that's all the, the time I really wanted to spend on that question, because we did, we mentioned that last week. Um, but I just wanted to kind of a, do a refreshing um, mention of that of that question uh, that it is not just for Jews it's it's for all of us all mankind um, another thing that people say is that uh, Jesus did away with the Sabbath so now Jesus is my Sabbath um, so uh, from there I want to go into Matthew chapter 5. Uh, verses 17 through 19 this is jesus speaking he says do not think that i have come to abolish the law or the prophets i have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them for truly i say to you until heaven and earth pass away not an iota not a dot will pass from the law until it is accomplished therefore whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven so at no point here in in scripture uh, here or in all of scripture um during jesus life on earth or after uh do we see a single iota of evidence uh that shows us that the sabbath was done away with mm -hmm. Um, it is, I mean, Jesus does mention that he is where we find our rest from. Sure. Um, but I think that people kind of get confused. <laughs> um, the rest that we get in Jesus is rest from a works-based religion, mm -hmm. right? Whereas the Sabbath is something totally different. That's not, the Sabbath wasn't given us as part of a workspace religion kind of item, like this was a literally your people who work, that's how you live. <laughs> I need you to have this day set aside as holy so that you can rest. You can rest your minds, you can rest your bodies, you can rest um, your everything. So you can pretty much date me for a day. So you can put the cares of this world aside for one day and be with me so it's it's a it's a different concept even mm -hmm. so it's not so we're not saying that jesus is in our rest it's just okay so what context are we talking about here when jesus says to come in him for rest he's not talking about the sabbath that god's talking about for his people right and i mean if you pay attention to what he says here in this verse it's the it's like one of the first things he says. It's in verse uh, 18. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth passes away, 
not one iota, not dot will pass from the law until it's accomplished. So he's saying, I mean, has heaven and earth passed away yet? No, we're, we're still here. So it hasn't passed away. So that means that um, the Sabbath is still in existence. It's still in place. And it still needs to be observed um, until that day when heaven and earth does pass away. Um, we're still we're still expected to follow this. And and as we said last week, I think that even then, once we're once we are after that place, we're going to see um, another, another Sabbath rest instituted. Right. It's something that's going to continue on for eternity to, to come. Right. Yeah. I was going to add that, that even when the law passes, so to speak, the Sabbath even then still does not. So it even transcends the law in that. Right. It's Isaiah 66, 22 and 23. For just as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make will remain before me. This is the Lord's declaration. So your offspring and your name will remain. All mankind will come to worship me from one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, says the Lord. So here we go. Everything we discovered, we have all mankind. We have the Sabbath still sticking even in eternity. And we also have that that is a time, that is a time of worship. A, a, it is not, oh, Jesus is your Sabbath. It's like, no, there will be a time and a place for Sabbath, and you will worship me. Right. You know, even though we're in eternity, like, sometimes people get this, like, whacked out vision of heaven. Like, God is creating a new heaven and a new earth with a city in it, with 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 Jesus making mansions for us to live in. What? we're going to be restoring Eden. Like, mm -hmm. It's not like we're just going to be up in a fluffy cloud, not doing anything for all of eternity. It's like, we're just going to have restored life. So we're still going to have some sort of pattern going on there, the way we live in that sense. Right. Yeah. And as, I mean, as we mentioned last week, Sabbath was, was present in the garden when perfection did exist in the very beginning. Um, so just like you, you said, Sabbath is going to exist again in perfection, right. um, in the new heaven and new earth. So, uh, Jesus did, did not do away with the Sabbath just to reinstitute it in the future. Um, Sabbath is, was in the beginning, it's, it's in the middle, it's in the present and it's in the future. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to say that Jesus did away with it, and then after Jesus' death, the apostles continue to keep the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. If Jesus did away with it, the, the apostles wouldn't have kept the Sabbath anymore. But we see the apostles um, preaching in the synagogues on the Sabbath and, and keeping the Sabbath um, all throughout the New Testament. Uh, we see that going on, so... Um, Jesus did, did not abolish the Sabbath. Um, the next, the next thing that we want to talk about here, and we're going to get a get, get a little deep here is the question of the Sabbath being, what day is it? Is it on Saturday? Is it on Sunday? Um, 
when is it does it does it matter? Well, we'll talk about does it matter later, but um, we wouldn't really want to focus on um, the actual day. And we're going to give you a little history here. So, uh, Brad, do you want to you want to start start here, and then I'll kind of pick up in, in a bit. Well, I mean, I guess I, I think we should first go through some passages and discuss what we think the Bible says it is, and then look at what happened sure um so the bible the bible seems to be very clear that the sabbath is the seventh day of the week on a saturday right um and it's going to get the how how and why we worship on sunday today a lot of the times is going to be pretty important but i, I kind of want to just establish what we think the bible says the bible says in everything i see that it is on saturday and and the way that we get that is that i mean if, if we would look across history the calendar as far as the seventh day of the week has, has never changed the seventh day of the week has always been what we now call saturday in fact if you look up the word for saturday in just about every language on the planet other than english the word for saturday is sabbath mm -hmm. um like it's if, if you ask anybody else in the world outside that doesn't speak english i don't care what language armenian russian spanish you pick, pick a language and you say what what day is sabbath they'd be like oh it's sabbath it, it would be as it would be as weird of a question as if somebody asked us when friday was We'd be like oh it's duh it's friday we're the only language in the world where instead of saying Sabbath, we say Saturday. Um, so, so, and that's never changed. Um, and so even from, you know, even from the beginning when the Sabbath was first instituted in Genesis, God said, six days you labor on the seventh day rest. And, and we can keep going. We can find some other passages, but the old, throughout the Old Testament, it's always been the seventh day, the seventh day, the seventh day. You look at Exodus 20 and the fourth commandment. It says, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord God. Right? It, something something that we have to notice in a passage like that is it doesn't say, but on a seventh day, it doesn't say one out of seven days is the Sabbath. It says the seventh day. So God, when he gives us these commandments, Old Testament and New Testament, we're seeing the Christian church still follow it. They're not giving us a choice. This isn't like pick one day out of seven that's good for you. It's no, the seventh day is the Sabbath. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you want to wrestle through some of the passages that, that, you know, why people think that it was Sunday changed to Sunday before we move on to the historical implications of it or not because there are I mean there are passages that people speak on and rely on to say oh no no see the church the the, the apostles changed it to Sunday um, yeah I mean I don't really find that many in the Bible that you can really I mean the the main argument I think is that where they say that um, it's the Lord's day. Mm 
Um, the the only, uh, from what I can see, the only time the Lord's the Lord's Day, the literal that literal verbiage, the Lord's Day is used as in, in Revelation, and I don't even have the specific place. Revelation one ten on the Lord's Day, right. I didn't even write the passage down because I think it's that weak of an argument. <laughs> um, yeah, that, uh, there's no evidence to back up that the Lord's Day was um, somehow made to be the new Sabbath. Mm -hmm. um, if you really, if you really dig, you really do research into the Scripture, the Lord's day the lord's holy day was the sabbath it is the lord's day right yeah um, it always talks about that day being set aside for the lord the lord's right day was always the sabbath yeah so that that lord's day argument has nothing there there's there's no shred of evidence anywhere that that the lord's day it was sunday um I, just, I didn't even really spend that much time making notes on it because it's that that's literally that weak of an argument. Um, right. And and the only, really the only two main passages that you could use outside of something like that is Acts 20, where it says on the first day of the week when we were gathered together to break bread. It's like, okay. That's not, like, nothing in that passage con contextually or grammatically is is changing the sabbath like okay they gather together to to eat a meal mm -hmm. what does that have to do with worship what does that have to do with rest what does that have to do with the sabbath um it doesn't it just says they broke bread this was not a formal time of preaching in the synagogue um and then in first corinthians 16 2 on the first day of the week each of you is to put something aside and store it up He's just saying on the first day of the week, make sure you set aside some money so the next time he comes in town kind of thing. Like, again, that's not a formal day of preaching in the synagogue. That has nothing to do with rest. That has nothing to do with Sabbath. Um, so. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, we, we could, honestly, we could talk and, and share more and more passages here. We don't want to, the point of this podcast is to kind of show what the scripture says and kind of start dialogue with it um so i don't i don't want to beat this to death here this as far as passages because we, we can go on and on and on and show it but i do want to i think this is very interesting for people i think a lot of people don't know this kind of stuff but i do want to now move on to okay so so if it's supposed to be saturday if that's when it always was and it never got changed um you know like and this is another example jesus rose from the dead on on <laughs> the first day of the week, but that still doesn't change it. That doesn't change the Sabbath. I mean, even Jesus kept the Sabbath in the grave, right? Like he didn't rise from the dead. He did no work um, on the Sabbath. He never, he never popped up from the grave and said, "All right, guys, we're switching Sabbath now because uh, this is the day I rose from the dead." Like that's not what happened. But so the question now would be, if if that's true, if Scripture doesn't change it, if Jesus doesn't change it, if the apostles even kept it on on the seventh day of the week, so why why did people ever start worshiping on Sunday? Um, and 
And again, this could take up an entire evening. So we're going to kind of give basic information here. Um, there's plenty and plenty of research out there. You can read a lot of the early church fathers' writings and get more of this. You can read plenty of Catholic writings and get more. Um, Brandon will get into that here in a minute. But um, really, the, the, the main start to this, the main change to Sunday, happened really outside of the main apostolic era. Um, the, there, there, there began to be a time when Christians and Jews were starting to not get along even more. So we see a little bit th about this during Paul's time, like when he's planting churches. We, we do see some tension between Gentiles and Jews and trying to uh, kind of argue each other on different cultural things and different religious aspects and stuff like that. Um, and, and we see how Jesus ended up being crucified. The Jews were very protective of their culture. They were very, very protective of the laws that they followed. Um, and so when things started coming against that, um, started kind of pushing them, uh, pushing back at them for the things that they followed culturally and law-wise, then their reaction was always to seemingly, according to the history books, persecute, right? We see it from the very get-go with Stephen. Stephen pushed back on something that was very strong and very important to them, and he ends up being stoned to death. Because um, he basically just said, hey, you guys, this is this is done and over with. You've misunderstood everything. Um, and then from there, we just kind of see historically the tension rising between the Jews and the Christians, uh, because the more Christianity grew, the more that the Jewish culture was threatened, the more the Jewish laws were threatened, and so more and more there was some pushback against the Christians from the Jews. Then we see in the time um, of Herod that he began um, persecuting Christians even from a Roman perspective, uh, thinking that they were causing trouble. And really what's funny about that is I think looking at everything that the reason that, that, that Herod started persecuting the Christians was because of the trouble that was arising due to their preaching. I don't think he really had any trouble with the Christians. The, the Roman Empire was a, an empire of many gods. So I don't really think Herod really gave a rip about who you worshipped. But what was happening is as the Christians pressed on the gospel, they were kind of coming across as like, hey, you know, you shouldn't worship these gods, right? So that's pushing on them a little bit. And then you have um, the Jews starting to, you know, continue to push back against the Christians. And I think he started to see a little bit of upheaval in his nation, right? So he had to start doing something about it. Um, and Christians were, were pretty on fire at this point in time, right? So so it makes sense that those, those are the people that he would start to put a stop to. Um, but then it got even worse under Nero. Um, so, so the rumor has it out there is that you know, we have this great fire of Rome, and the historical rumor is that originally Nero is the one that started the fire. And what he wanted to do was to blame the Jews on the fire being started. Um, however... Historical rumor also has it that his wife um, was a convert to Judaism, and so she fought for the Jewish people. And so he 
wasn't able to blame the Jews, so he started blaming the Christians instead. Because he had to have somebody to blame. He wasn't going to come out and be like, yeah, I started the fire, guys. Um, so he started blaming the Christians for this fire. Um, and then persecution just started going wild on them. We start seeing uh, there's all kinds of different um, writings out there. Some of them is a little, a, probably a little bit of guesswork, but really, if we look at the culture back then, it's it's really not that far a stretch. But we see things written that uh, Christians were being uh, wrapped up in in the skins of animals and then thrown to be eaten alive by dogs. Um, we see that they're thrown into the arena and torn apart by different, you know, lions, tigers, different things like that. Um, we see that um, in the Hippodrome, which is <clears throat> basically a horse race, that um, towards towards evening time, that the Christians were being basically crucified and then lit on fire as human candles uh, throughout the area. And so as this persecution started getting worse and worse and worse and worse, we start seeing in culture uh, the Christians start wanting to do things a little differently, right? And so they start separating themselves a little bit uh, because they were, them and the Jews were both worshiping on Saturday at the time. And so we start seeing at this point in time more and more change uh, occur um, as far as how the Christians were worshiping, when they were worshiping, and all that kind of stuff, because they wanted to start separating themselves a little bit. So that's from um, really a persecution perspective. Um, it wasn't, in my opinion, the biggest reason that we moved to Sunday. Brandon's going to hit on what I think is the biggest reason, but that was at least a start, historically speaking, uh, as to why Christians started kind of moving away from the culture that they were originally created in. So, Brandon, you want to take over on on what happened in the next portion of time? I mean, I, I can I can say that eventually what happened was Constantine took over the empire, and we this is this is very high view here, but basically um, he created. A nation that was a Christian nation, quote unquote, um, and this is where we start seeing power uh, rise up as far as the, a Catholic Church goes, like a, uni a universal Catholic Church. Um, but I'll let you take it from from there. All right, and I just want to before I get into to some of what I'm going to to read is that I I have Catholic friends. Um, that I care about deeply. They're great people. So um, I don't want anyone to think that I'm like bashing on the, the Catholic people. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to read what the Catholic Church teaches. Um, and it's pretty, in my opinion, shocking. Um, very straightforward. Um, they they claim responsibility for um, changing, officially changing the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, let, let me interrupt you for just a second here. Yeah. Not only do we both know people that are Catholics, I know I was actually raised in the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I want to, I, before we I, you even get forward, I think we should also say Jesus is not against people right. whatsoever. 
but he is against systems that come against his authority, right? Mm -hmm. And so for those of you listening, as Brandon is talking here and as he starts saying, you know, like the word they and stuff like that, when, when we talk about the Catholic Church here in this next segment, we are not talking about Joe Schmo who goes to church on Sunday in a Catholic Church. We are talking regime. We're talking big picture Catholic Church authority. Um, a lot of times, and you can ask, you know, I've had conversations with quite a few people. A lot of times what the Catholic Church at large, we're talking Pope, is teaching, the laws that they are writing, never really trickles down to the, you know, the ordinary people that are just going to church with their family on Sundays. Um, so, so as we talk about this in the next section, we are not talking about Catholics. We're talking about higher the hierarchy we're talking about um the catholic church as in the roman church state mm -hmm. uh the vatican right so i just wanted to kind of put that disclaimer out there yeah and and everything that i'm about to say is uh, a direct quote from either a pope or a, a bishop or someone who is an official spokesperson for the catholic church so I'm not taking anything out of context. Um, these are direct quotes from the Catholic Church itself. Um, and what I want to start with is uh, a quote from a book called The Converts Catechism of Catholic Doctrine um, from page 50. At least uh, the 1951 version. I think there may have been other versions, but the uh, I have the 1951 version from page 50. And this is a kind of a book with uh, someone asking questions and then the Catholic Church giving the answer to that question. Uh, so the question is asked, what day is the Sabbath? Um, the answer given by the Catholic Church, Saturday is the Sabbath. The question is asked, why do we observe Sunday instead of Saturday? Um, we observe Sunday instead of Saturday because the Catholic Church transferred the solemnity from Saturday to Sunday. So right there is the Catholic Church saying that we have the authority to make that switch. Um, our authority is, is higher than the biblical authority is, and we're the ones that, that take responsibility for making that change. Um, I have some some quotes here that, that I'd like to read um, also to back up what we're saying here. Um, Bishop T. N. Wright, in a lecture at Harvard, uh, Kansas in 1884, stated that, um, he said, I have repeatedly offered $1,000 to anyone who can prove to me from the Bible alone that I am bound to keep Sunday holy. There's no such law in the Bible. It is a law of the Holy Catholic Church alone. The Bible says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The Catholic Church says, no, by my divine power, I abolish the Sabbath day and command you to keep the holy first day of the week. And lo, the entire civilized world bows down in a reverent obedience to the command of the Holy Catholic Church. Um. 
Um, Catholic quotes go on and on claiming they're the authority. And they're the ones that claim responsibility for making it official. Um, they actually even poke fun at Protestants who have adopted the Catholic tradition as biblical. Um, for example, um, nowhere in the Bible do we find that Christ or the apostles ordered the Sabbath be changed from Saturday to Sunday. We have the commandment of God given to Moses to keep the, ho the holy Sabbath day. That is the seventh day of the week, uh, Saturday. Today, most Christians keep Sunday because it has been revealed to us by the Roman Catholic Church outside the Bible. Um, that's from a uh, Catholic Virginian to tell you the truth, page 9 from October 3rd, 1947. Um, another quote here from Peter R. Kramer from Catholic Church Extension Society, 1975. It's always somewhat laughable to see the Protestant churches in pulpit and legislation demand the observation of Sunday, of which there is nothing in their Bible. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's just quote after quote from all these different Catholic, um, spokespeople, popes, bishops, um, priests that are not only claiming responsibility for this, but also laughing at our Protestant, uh, church for following it. Um, there was actually a debate in uh, July of 1519 between Martin Luther, who is basically the founder of our Protestant uh, sect of religion. Um, Luther, you could, uh, could say, is known for wanting to just follow scripture solely. Only scripture is what is taught and only scripture is what is followed. He had this debate with a, a Catholic, a, de a defender, I guess you could say. Is, his name is Dr. Eck. That's Dr. Eck, E-C-K, -E if you want to look him up um, and look up this whole debate. During the course of the debate, both men were coming down to their final appeals to the people. Martin Luther's final argument was essentially that Dr. Eck doesn't know a thing about scripture and isn't willing to listen to a thing about scripture. Dr. Eck um, refutes Luther. His Actually, his, his refute to Luther's accusation was so devastating that it, it rendered Luther uh, speechless and ultimately caused him to lose the debate. And what he said is, if you turn from the church to the scripture alone, then you must keep the Sabbath. Uh, with the Jews, which has been kept since the beginning of the world. This is pretty much like the death blow to, to this debate, to, to Luther and his entire argument. Martin Luther was accusing Dr. Eck of not knowing anything about Scripture. Um, he was accusing the Catholic Church of going in the wrong direction by not following him in the Reformation. But Dr. Eck pointed out Luther himself wasn't keeping the Sabbath, and if he really wanted to go um, sola scriptura, then he needed to start keeping the Sabbath. Um, and Martin Luther had nothing to say to that and basically lost that debate. Actually, are people that think, and I think there's some writings out there, that Luther 
was at one point a, a Sabbath keeping Protestant, and it was probably because of this debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, with with all that being said, all that history, um, there's no biblical evidence anywhere that the Sabbath was changed to Sunday. So the, I mean, it took us. We took the long way to get to the answer to this question, but which day is the Sabbath, Saturday or Sunday? I think the answer is pretty clear that the Sabbath has always been on Saturday. It will always be on Saturday, and it never once changed. Um, No evidence anywhere in the Bible that it changed, and really is just... um, it's it's a product of the Catholic Church changing it to Sunday, and we as as um, the current church have just adopted that Catholic tradition and carried it through um, to our present time, and that's why that's why we are where we are with with our Sabbath as as Sunday. And, and as a reminder for our listeners, especially maybe you haven't listened to a whole lot of our podcast, is really the main reason that Brandon and I even started this podcast is because we were tired of doing things just because they were tradition. Like we wanted to know what the Bible said. Um, and I think this is such a great topic to line up with that concept and line up with that goal that we had in mind was to wrestle through topics and try to figure out why we do things or why we don't do things. And this is just such a great example of something that happens in a widespread capacity throughout the Protestant church world. And it has nothing whatsoever to do with scripture and everything to do with tradition. It was done by man-made tradition. Right. And um, just to kind of transition into our our last question here of does it really matter um, if some observe Saturday or Sunday? There's there's a passage in Daniel chapter uh, 7, verse 25, that kind of sheds some light or a lot of light really on, on this situation. And Daniel is a prophetic book. Um, it gives prophecy of a lot of what's going to be happening in end times. And um, what Daniel says here, um, Daniel, okay, Daniel is speaking end time prophecy and about what the Antichrist would do. Um, And Daniel says, he will speak out against the most high and wear down the saints of the highest one. And he will intend to make alterations in times and in law. Um, There's only one law in the Ten Commandments that has anything to do with time, and that being the Sabbath law, the Sabbath commandment. So what Daniel's saying here is that there's actually, in the end times, Antichrist is going to be part of um, changing that Sabbath time. Um, And I think it seems pretty obvious that that has what has gone on here with the Sabbath um, and and with the Catholic Church taking responsibility for changing that is you know, they have literally changed that time of that law, um, which sounds very very close to what what Daniel was was trying to say here in 
and uh, Daniel chapter 7. And uh, for, furthermore, on that topic, as far as if it's important or not, um, I, I, first of all, I, I think it's very important. I, I, and we, we could go all night on this one, too, but not only did Jesus not abolish the Sabbath, but he didn't abolish the law. There, there's such a misunderstanding in the New Testament church, the New Covenant church, that thinks that Jesus abolished the law. He never said that he abolished the law. He said he fulfilled the law. So the law still exists, and we are still to be a people um, who tries to follow the law to the best of our, of our human ability through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus fulfilled the law so that we did not bear the consequences when our flesh fails at keeping the law. So I think it's important, one, because we're, we should still be a people who want to follow God's commandments. And second of all, um, there are several passages in Revelation when it comes down to um, the Antichrist, when it comes down to the second coming, that points out that the endurance of the saints or uh, God's people will be will be um, noticed, will be set apart by their commandment keeping. Right. So even if we even if we were to say that right here today in 2019 which day you worship on um doesn't matter it will matter in some point in time there will be a day where the difference between those who are on god's side and those who are on the beast side it's going to come down to those who keep god's commands right um and so To me, that sounds pretty important, and, and I, I think really the, the question that would go with that is, okay, so we're, we're offering you this information that we see in Scripture. We're offering you the historical uh, information that we've found through research. Um, so what are we all going to do about it? You're, we're given the information. We see what Scripture says about this particular commandment. Um, we see the importance of commandments, and so now where do we go from here? What are we going to do with that information? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I want to add also, I was thinking about this um, this past week uh, after we, we had our, our last discussion, and, and we were talking about some of the, um, the first times in Scripture that the Sabbath was mentioned, um, which was uh, in Exodus when God gave the 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 direction to keep the Sabbath to gather enough food for two days um, on the sixth day um, and then to to rest on the seventh. And as I was thinking about this question, does it really matter what day we observe? And if we if we think about what if the Israelites had that mentality back then when God gave that directive? What would have happened when the Sabbath day rolled around and some of them were like, well, I decided to do my Sabbath on Monday. Well, it's not going to work out too well because, you know, you're supposed to have, like on when, when Sabbath rolls around, you're not going to have food because you're supposed to have prepared for that 
on the sixth day. Um, God set a specific day aside for the Israelites for a purpose. Um, and if you didn't follow it, if you weren't resting on that specific day, um, you were missing out on, on something. So, I mean, fast forwarding to 2019, I don't think, I don't think that has changed for us. There's something special about that day that God has set aside for us. And it really comes down to, I think, just tradition, like we were talking about earlier, is we're so we're so wrapped up in tradition, and this is just how we've always done things. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's just what we accept as biblical truth, and we'll do anything that we can to back that up, um, just so we don't have to change. Because, I mean, let's face it, it would be quite a task and pretty difficult if you're a large church to convince your entire congregation and we're going to start having church on Saturday now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think really, it's really about just the convenience of it. It's about keeping of the tradition, but I agree. there's, there's really, that's all we're doing is we're just keeping tradition and, and we're, we're kind of throwing this commandment, the only one that says remember, and we're forgetting about it, just so we can keep everybody happy, um, just so we can keep the convenience um, factor. Mm. But like, like you said, like now that we have this information, now that we've gone through the history, the, the biblical fact, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to continue to forget or are we going to maybe step back and take a look at scripture and what God expects of us? Um, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. So that includes the Sabbath command, not just the other nine. It's all of them. Um, so, I mean, I would like to throw that challenge out to any of my pastor friends is to take a look at scripture and maybe ask that question. Um, you want to, do you want to just keep following tradition, the tradition of man? Um, or maybe, uh, Start following the uh, the command of of God Himself from from the Bible. Yeah. Um, and I just challenged to go with that. I just challenged everybody else that's listening. Um, who, who may not be a pastor or in ministry, um, to when when you hear this podcast to reach out to converse with us on social media. Um. Now, this is a this is probably one of the more controversial topics we've talked about so we really want to um, we want to hear thoughts we want to hear your opinions um, we want to have conversations uh, if, if you think that that we're missing something in scripture please let us let us know what you have so that we can be part of that conversation on your end as well 
Um, but as always, for ASP Podcast, we, we challenge you to look at the Word of God, to, to take our eyes off of the tradition of men, to take our hearts away from convenience, um, and to really look at what God has given us right here, right here in front of us, um, and make a decision off, off of that. So we will catch you next time on In Dispute Podcast. Thanks for listening to In Dispute Podcast. We hope today's conversation has stirred you to seek biblical truth. If you'd like to contact us with questions, comments, or suggest topics, you can find us on Twitter at Dispute Podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Tune in next week for another topic in dispute.